Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Amen. Wow, what a blessing. I also feel the freshness. I, I like I like the morning service. I don't know why, but there's something new, something fresh, something exciting. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this unique opportunity and privilege we have to be in your house and to receive from your hand. May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, have your way and let your will be done. In Jesus' name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated in heavenly places. I'm trying. All right. So happy Resurrection Sunday to every one of us here. And also I want to uh, emphasize that Christ is risen. Hallelujah. This morning I want to share something uh, very short and but very important to us. Hallelujah. So the subject that I'm talking about is abundant life. Tell somebody abundant life. Abundant life. Hallelujah. Amen. May you receive abundant life. Amen. May your life be abundant Amen. in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. In John chapter 10, turn your Bibles with me. John chapter 10, verse number 10. The Bible says, The thief cometh not but for to steal to, and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Jesus came that me and you, we will have life, but not just life, but abundant life. I said abundant life. May the coming of Jesus be fulfilled in your life. The reason why he came, let it be fulfilled in your life. May your life not be short. May your life be full. Hallelujah. You read the Bible and you see that the patriarchs, those who walked with God, one of the things that the Bible said of them is that they died full of age. Like David, Bible said, he died full of age, full of honor, full of riches, full of everything. Hallelujah. That is abundant. Life that you live in abundance. Hallelujah. And abundant life is in Jesus Christ. I said abundant life is in Jesus Christ. That is the essence of his coming. So Bible said, I have come. The thieves comes. The purpose of the enemy, the ministry of Satan is three. To what? Steal. To kill and to destroy. When you allow the devil, Satan in your life, he will steal your health. He will steal your joy. 
He will steal your finances. He will steal your relationship. He can steal everything that is important to you. Not only that, if you allow him, another ministry he has is to kill. He can kill your joy. He can kill your family. He can even kill your life. He can kill your vision. He can kill anything that is alive. Can kill the uh, inner delegate organs. Through alcohol, people's uh, liver, through smoking, lungs are killed. Through different things, different things are killed. And the last one to be destroyed, that is to be burnt in hellfire. It comes to a place that people are, he, he steals from them. He kills them. Then they are destroyed. That means they don't even have the opportunity that when they die, they will not even go to heaven. That is the final uh, uh, destiny of all the people that the enemy will have them. But thank God that Jesus came. Hallelujah. I said, thank God that Jesus came. Jesus came. And when he came, he said, I am come. Tell somebody, Jesus has come. Hallelujah. And that is why today is a special day. When we celebrate the resurrection, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are talking about why he came. What is the purpose? We have just seen the ministry of Satan, but why did Jesus also come? One of the reasons that he came, he said that I have come, that they may, me and you, all of us, we may have what? Life, and that we may have it more abundantly. What does abundant life means? If you read the Bible and you don't understand what is happening, you go back to the beginning. Abundant life was the life that we had before we fell. Hallelujah. The abundant life. So Jesus came to restore us to the life that we had before the fall of man. Jesus came to take us. So Christianity, or what Jesus came to do is to save our souls and to restore our life to where we fell. Hallelujah. Are you here? Without Jesus, we can never return to where we were before the fall. So the first thing that abundant life gives us, or the first thing we learn about abundant life is peace. A peaceful life. Hallelujah. May you have a peaceful life. And them did not have tension. This world is now full of tension. Look, everything that God has created has been destroyed. Everything God has created has been destroyed. It is not the way it's supposed to be. There's so much tension even between human beings. There's so much tension between animals. But you see, when God created heaven and the earth, first day, second day, until the day that he rested the seventh day, there was no tension. In fact, the, the Bible talks about the fact that God created a garden and he placed Adam and Eve in a garden. Hallelujah. Today, when we build houses, because we cannot have a garden, we do something small. But Adam and Eve, they were living in a garden. They did not have a backyard garden. Everything, 
You see, as people marry, they go for honeymoon to see gardens. They just go and see. Botanical gardens, they go and see flowers. Flower gardens, they take pictures and they come back. But Adam and Eve, they were living in a garden. Hallelujah. That was the peace that God wanted for us. And I see that peace coming back to your life. You will be peaceful. Jesus has died and resurrected so that you have peace and have it more abundantly. I see abundant life. I see, I see abundant life. You have peaceful life. Look, even the animals in the, in the, in the uh, uh, wild are not free. But when God created all these animals, human beings were not eating meat. Bible said that it said that the, 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 the tree, the fruits, the leaves shall be for you for meat. Lions and cheetahs were not uh, uh, preying on, uh, yeah, they were no predators. It's the fall that has brought all this. Serpents were not biting. Nothing was, there was nothing like that. There was nothing like that. That is what the, the Bible talks about, the mountain of the Lord. When we get back to the mountain of the Lord, it said the lion hmm, will lie down, will eat a, a grass like an ox, the way it used to be. When we get back to the mountain of the Lord, hallelujah. It said, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, what, uh, uh, a little child will put his hand in the den of the cockatrice, an adder, mm, venomous viper, and a tonal head. Are you here? So when we get back, you notice that a lion will eat grass. Cheetah, tigers will not be uh, carnivorous animals. But the fall has changed everything. Hmm? The fall of man has changed everything. It has brought so much tension in the night, in the world. You see that the, 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 the cat family, you see the tiger, the cheetahs, and the lions, they have uh, uh, nocturnal abilities to see in the night. And you see the deers and the until they become very afraid. Because that's the time that they begin to hunt. So even when they hear something is trying to point, they cannot move because maybe there's a cheetah there. There's tension even in the animal kingdom. Not only that, there's tension even in the human race. Come and see our, our houses where we stay. Apart from the fact that you have a door, there's also a gate, there's a fence, there's a burglar, there's a lock, there's a DT. You, we, we are in prisons in our own home. Tension. There is no peace. Hallelujah. But, but God created us and God intended us to have peace and to be in a garden. Hallelujah. Ah, to have the comfort. The serenity of the garden is supposed to give you rest. It's supposed to relax you. It's supposed to make you feel good. Hallelujah. Yeah. Not once a while. Then you go and see it somewhere. 
Once a while and you watch people. No. You receive abundant life in the name of Jesus. I say receive abundant life. So abundant life. Look at Genesis chapter 2 verse number 8. Genesis chapter 2 verse number 8, 10 and 15. Quickly. Please, if you are helping me, help me very well. Bible says, and the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Are you there? Verse number 10. Bible says, and river went out of Eden. Hallelujah. Oh, it looks like, I mean, where Adam was living was too posh. River went out of Eden to water the garden. And from thence it was parted and became and became into four heads. Then it continues. Verse number 15, Bible says, And the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Hallelujah. But something happened when you come to chapter 3, verse number 23 and 24. Genesis chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. Bible says, Therefore the Lord sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Say mercy. So this is what we lost. We lost the peaceful life, a blessed life. Abundant life that God gave us. But through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, abundance, life, and peace come to all of us in the name of Jesus. Let that peace be restored. May your life be peaceful. That is why unbelievers know no peace. There is no unbeliever who has peace. Oh, you don't know. There is no unbeliever who has peace. The second thing about abundant life is meaningful life. Life was meaningful. Meaningful life. Abound life was meaningful. Now life is not meaningful. With that, that's why if you are not restored to life and to do something for God, your life is not meaningful. You become like just any other animal. If you are not restored to the life that we had before we lost it, Bible says God planted a garden. Okay? And he put Adam in it. And he asked him to dress it and to keep it. Hallelujah. Adam was given something to do by God. That was the purpose. So if your life, you have not come to a place where you have found that what God wants you to do, then your, your life has no purpose. The purpose of life is doing what God has given you to do. Adam's life was meaningful. He has something to dress. He has something to keep. Hallelujah. Are you here? But when you read Ecclesiastes chapter 1, let's read from verse number 2. Quickly, Ecclesiastes. Please, those on the, help me. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse number 2. Bible says, can we read it from the NLT? So that we don't waste time. Okay. Everything is meaningless. 
says the teacher, completely meaningless. What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? What are you laboring for? What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth never changes. People are trying to, they are doing, they think that they will change something. They, they change the world. They are trying to change something. They die and go, but the earth remains. The earth remains. Nothing changes. All their toil, all their labor, it becomes in vain. Nothing changes. Generations, generations come, go. Where is our grandfathers? Where are our great-grandfathers? They try to do something. Even some of the buildings that they built, you don't even want to go there. You will be surprised that the building that your father, I mean, worked tirelessly to build, you don't even want to see it. Even the place that it is, you don't, you don't even want to go there. So, yeah, your life, my life will be meaningless until we come to the place where God told Adam, dress it, keep it. And that is what Jesus came. He came to seek and to save the lost. That is what he told us. That is what he told us. That is what he told us. That you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses of me in both Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the outermost path of the earth. If you have not found the assignment, the reason for which God saved you, your life is meaningless. Meaningless. Let's go to the preacher. Say, generations come and generations go. But the earth remains the same. The sun rises and the sun sets. Then Harris around to rise again. The sun rises and the sun sets. Then quickly he arises. He turns to rise again. Six. The wind blows south and then turns not around and around. It goes Blowing in circles. Rivers run into the sea. But the sea is never full. Then the water runs again to the rivers. And the river flows out again to the sea. It cycles over and over. Everything is worrisome. Worrisome. Everything is worrisome. Beyond description. He said, it is worrisome beyond description. People are going to work 5 a.m. That's why we have, we, we have this morning service. Even Sunday, people need to go. That's why we are having early service. Mm? Morning dew. Morning dew service. Hallelujah. Yeah, the English, you say, early bird catches the worm. So morning dew service, you come. And you, I mean, at least, even if you are going to labor, come and serve God. Come and pray. Come and hear the word of God before you go and labor. Hallelujah. Because 
everything is what? Everything is what? Wearisome. Beyond description. It, it, it means that it is not just wearisome. It's beyond description. It's beyond description. You, you can wear yourself out. Wear and tear. In accounting, it's called depreciation. You are, you are wearing out. You are depreciated. You are fading. Gradually, your beauty is fading. You are becoming less and less of who you used to be. Your face used to be smooth. But now, without provocation, you can see. Your belly, you used to wear skirt and top. Now you cannot tuck in your dress. You can see different things. Now you have money, you cannot eat. You are eating, uh, you are chewing grasses. You are trying to control your stomach. You, are, you want to lose weight. You want different worries from beyond description. No matter how much we see, listen carefully, no matter what, how much we see, we are never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are not content. Hmm? History may merely repeat itself. It has, it has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Hallelujah. History is repeating itself over and over. So that is the second thing that abundant life promises. Hallelujah. Jesus came to give us abundant life, to give us a meaningful life. Hallelujah. May your life be meaningful. I say, may your life be meaningful. I say, may your life be meaningful. Ah, may there be people that depends on you. May there be souls that depends on you. May you be given some work by God. Accept the, the work that God has given you. That's what makes life meaningful. How will you feel if, I mean, 20 people depends on you? You need to tell them, oh, uh, uh, they will call shepherd. Well, what should I read? My quiet time. They are, they, your life becomes better. It's like somebody's life is becoming uh, better because of you. You even your life become richer. You live a richer life because life depends on you. But if you have not found the work, it means your life is meaningless. Number three. Number three. Everlasting life. John chapter three verse number 16. Can we quote it together? One, go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Abundant life means everlasting. Life that never finishes. Life that continues. Sometimes people become disappointed. Like Queen Victoria. So shame on you, death. When she was about to die, she was not ready to die. She had riches. Look at Queen Elizabeth. With all the castles, with all the pomp, with all the crown, with the diamond, the jewelry, the berries, the uh, topaz and the sardis and the things that are. The biggest diamond on the crown is from India. Everything belongs to her. But she has to die anyway. 
So shame on you, death. Oh, shame on you. It's like, I'm about to die. Yeah. I'm about to die. Shame on you, death. Alexander the Great, when he was about to die, he said, I have only three wishes. Then they asked him, what is your wish? He said, when I die, I want my coffin to be carried by the great doctors for everyone to know that they were not able to help me. That was one request, that the greatest of the doctors were not able to help me. Then second, he said he wants, uh, what, is it uh, gold? His riches, they should put his riches. Mm? They should, when they are carrying his coffin, the money, the riches, the gold should be following. Everybody should see that riches was not able to save him. And the last one, he says, they should put his hand out for everybody to see that he could not take anything with him as he was going. Everybody should see that he couldn't take anything. Medical doctors could not help. His riches could not help. And his hands was out of the coffin, empty. People were looking. Said, what is this? I couldn't with all my greatness. I have money. I have doctors. I have everything. But I'm going empty. We came to this world empty. And it is certain we can take nothing out. But Jesus promises us everlasting life. Hallelujah. I'm talking about abundant life. I'm talking about abundant life. Abundant life in Jesus Christ is to have this life. The Zoe. The Zoe. The life of God. The abundant life. Hallelujah. Bible says, in him was life. And the life was the light of man. Receive abundance life. Have abundant life. Have everlasting life. Believe in Jesus Christ. Receive him as your savior. Receive him as your Lord. Receive him as your master. And you shall have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. And the last one, but not the least, is that abundant life means a man should not be alone. Hey. That is what it means. In Genesis chapter 2, verse number 18, that is the only thing that God says, it is no good. It is not good. Tell somebody it is not good. And the Lord said, it is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him and help mate for him. Hallelujah. It is not good. Abundant life means that you need, you need to have, you need to have people around you. You cannot be alone. That is what abundant. We are not made, listen carefully, it's not only marriage, but we are not made to be alone. You need fellowship. Bible says, he put the, he put the, uh, 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 what did the, solitary in a family. The lonely one, he put him in a family. Abundant life means that you have fellowship. Adam was not created to be alone. 
We are, we are sheep. We are dependent on God. You cannot never be alone. If you find yourself always alone, no. It's not good for you to be alone. It's not good for you to be alone. You need to live cordially with other people. Abandon life. You need to fellowship. You need to extend an arm. You need to relate. Hallelujah. Bible says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, hmm, the blood of his son washes us. Hallelujah. And we will have fellowship. John, First uh, John chapter 1, verse number 5 to 7. When we, live, we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we'll have fellowship. And the blood of his son wash us. Is that not it? Yeah. You know, before, before, people thought that to be spiritual, hmm? after the fall, people thought that to be spiritual, to be restored back, and become a spiritual person, you need to live a solitary life. So many people began to live in monastery. That's why we have monks. Monks, they go and live in caves to read and to pray. They don't want to live among people. No, that is not how you become spiritual. Spirituality is living among people for your love to be tested. Yeah, that is how spirituality is. To live among people for your patience to be tested. For your faith to be tested. Hallelujah. That is what abundant life is. That you are able to live with others. You are not alone. You are not suicidal. You don't close yourself and say, I don't want to talk to you. No, that is not abundant life. Abundant life means that people enjoy your company. God comes in the cool of the day to commune and to talk with Adam. Hallelujah. When you go further, I said, and, and God said, it is no good. Abandoned life means that it is no good to be alone without friends. Good friends, of course. How can you be restored to God? How can you be restored to God? And God saw Adam was alone. If it was good that he should be alone. He wouldn't have created any helpmate. And he said, I replenish the earth. Multiply. Be fruitful. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. So look into your life. If you are, I walk alone. I talk alone. You talk to yourself. Mm, something bad is happening. Abandoned life means that you are able to relate. Abandoned life means that you are relational. God created us as flock, as sheep. That should depend on one another. Hallelujah. That we should depend on God. Are you here? Yeah. So if you cannot relate, and if that thing is not, it means that you have not been restored to life. You need the ability to forgive. You need the ability to let go. You need the ability to live with others amicably, peacefully. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. That is what abundant life means. And I see you have an abundant life. Then this abundant life came through Jesus Christ. The, the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that ye might have life, that they might have it more abundant. Receive abundant life. I say receive abundant life. And what is this life? Number one. 
peaceful. Oh, may your life be peaceful. Number two, a meaningful life. A life that is meaningful. You have something to do for God. A meaningful life. Number three, everlasting life. Oh, may you have everlasting. May you live forever. May your life continue. Jesus said, they that have had me, believe me, even though they uh, 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 die, they will never see death. And those that are death, they say they, they will be raptured again. Everlasting life. And what is the last one? That you should not be alone. Tell somebody, you, you can't help it. I'm your friend. Whether you like it or yes. We are relating from today. You are part of the abundant life. I mean, how can life be pleasant when you are alone? That, that is the greatest revelation that we saw in the modern day. That those who secluded themselves from human beings and went into monastery to become monks did not do it even the right way. Your spirituality is shown your ability to live with people who offend you, who relate with you, and then continue. That is what abundant life is. May the Lord bless you. May he lift his countenance upon you. Let it be well with you. In Jesus' name, stand to your feet. Let's go. Hallelujah. Close your eyes with me. And as we close, if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just quickly lift only your right hand and I'll pray with you. You don't have my time. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift only your right hand. Close your eyes, lift your right hand, and let's pray together. You want to give your life to Jesus. Is there anybody like that? Want to be born again? Okay. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this great opportunity to receive from your hand. Oh, thank you for the resurrection life. Thank you for abundant life that is in Christ Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the Word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.